was my failed attempt at mashing up two protest songs as Harrison and I are protesting against Todd's choice for the opener, which was Get Up Stand Up. Wait, I thought it was the other way around. No, I thought I was protesting you guys. Oh, okay. Oh, you were protesting. Well, I protested you by turning off. Either way, it works. We can have a protest and a counter protest. Both are great protest songs. Get no up, stand more up. protest. No more protest. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Lister. Episode. Gutter is a tool. Welcome. Let Donna Martin graduate. No, anyone? Protest. Okay. Great right, protest. Okay. Yeah, protest yeah, yeah. The 90s. yeah, yeah. Protest of the nineties. The, these are nineties preservation <laughs> society. Uh, uh, welcome. Tropes. Welcome to Lister episode 46. I'm Scott, as always, joined by Todd and Harrison. We are counting down. Protest songs, political songs, protest slash political songs as we enter into or rather are in the midst of the 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 this crazy political climate. Yes. And we're going to get political today on the show. And it's about damn That's time. That's right. That it's we something that. we rarely do, but we're venturing into different, to uncharted waters, just like this election is. I wouldn't say yes. we. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's but I think we'll do it in a much, much more respectful and tactful way. But, <laughs> but maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe, maybe the gloves are coming off. Oh here. no, this. I think this will devolve bit pretty quickly. Oh okay. Well, I, I did not invite Billy Bush to join us <laughs> oh. on the show. Oh, I, so, yeah, I, I, man, you, know, you really Billy, should have pulled that out from your past. I know. I know. I know. Billy's not calling into the show. I think today. he's got extra free time now, though. He could probably. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh, so. Um, B- yeah, well, Billy Billy's protest song would be "Today" by Smashing Pumpkins to protest <laughs> his suspension and, oh, and firing from. from oh, did you get that? How yeah, about that? I like that. That's that a nice would be twist yeah, on a protest yeah, yeah, song. Be... A song not originally thought of as a protest <laughs> right. song, but could later but, be, you know, repurposed. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. I like that Etsy style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we've been since last time we talked. You've been to a, a few shows too. Todd, you recently saw churches. I did. I yeah. saw churches. They were phenomenal. Uh, I, Harrison and I saw them a few months ago. Um, yep. Similar show, but they just they have so much energy that every time I feel like they're one of those bands, even though they have a limited, you know, they only have two albums, fairly limited catalog. It's just so much fun to see them. So every time I think it's worth seeing them. Their, their um, sound fills whatever space they're occupying. Definitely. Which, yeah. Which makes them really fun to see live. They're an exceptional live act. It was a very high energy show and I, I had a blast. <laughs> And, and that uh, was at Echo Stage in D.C. Yes, yeah, great venue, too. And Todd and I both ventured out to the Dear Jerry show at what was formerly known as the Patriot Center, now called Eagle Bank Arena, the bank in <laughs> the Fairfax, bank. Virginia, and it was phenomenal. Avett Brothers and Warren Haynes, and they did basically the Jerry Garcia songbook, but it's, I, I, do you call it that? You call it the Jerry Garcia well, songbook? But it's I, the Jerry Garcia the, band, band songbook, repertoire. which is a lot of covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was really partly the Dylan songbook. It was. Because yeah. they did four <laughs> Dylan covers, I believe. I thought three, four, three or four. I, I think what it was four. Maybe. Anyway. Wait, well, anyways, I, I mean, but it was incredible. I mean, Warren Haynes is so good. Yeah. I mean, he's such a good guitarist, great vocals, and. The Avid Brothers, it was a nice contrast because mm-hmm. vocally they're very different and stylistically, you know, the Avid's brought in the banjo picking and, you know, yeah. Warren. I'm sorry, I missed this. Was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Highlight for me, I've, I've been going back and forth and the, the highlight, the, the two highlights for me were Tangled Up in Blue and oh, Harder yeah. They Come. Those yes, were my, and actually, the I they was going to say the same. I yeah, Avet's did On the Banjo, which was oh, awesome. Harder They Come was so but good. But it, it was cool because the Avet's played electric for pretty much the entire show with the exception of a few songs yeah, of banjo um but but it tangled was tangled up in blue just like oh, it sounded great <laughs> yeah. i wish i'd love to hear the recording i'm sure it's still out there somewhere but yeah um yeah it was just it was it was a hell of a show and 
Um, they over they overestimated the uh, demand, I guess, because the, there were a lot of empty seats, and we were both wishing they did it in like a, a little smaller venue. But yeah, the sound was great. Um, sound was great. Just such a you know, it's it's kind of stale at the the bank there. Yeah, would it have been good at like a Fillmore show or something? Yeah, yeah. that would have oh, been great. My God, it would have been amazing. Or nine th- do like two nights at nine thirty. Yeah, or, mm-hmm. or Echo Stage would have yeah. worked. Yeah, a club would have been would have been really good. Yeah, a club definitely. Would. Uh, and and meanwhile, Harrison, you've been in the factory making some more Huckles hot sauce. What's new on the Huckles front, man? As Harrison sells all of us hot sauce. Uh, we we got our we got the the red, rest of our red peppers in for the season. I got my hands on some yellow uh, yellow uh, lemon peppers, and uh, ghost peppers should be coming in any time now. So I'm really excited about that. Right. I also got to see the Blue Angels this weekend, which is always a oh, treat. Cool. Oh yes, Fleet Baltimore. Week. Fleet, Fleet week. week up here in Baltimore. Yes, yeah. that's right. So, yeah. Keep keeping busy on the home front, as it were. I'm, I'm gonna get to one of these days. I'm gonna have a concert to report on. Don't you worry. Oh, we're not. When when Huckleroo <laughs> happens, we know. Huckle Baloo. Huckle How many sorry. how many state uh, st- states are you available in now? Uh, we're we're in two states. Uh, three three states. Sorry, uh, yeah. we're in New, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. Oh, now. okay. I thought Florida, I thought Florida was in the mix. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not okay. Yet. All right. So, All right. Yeah. Uh, and where can people get the get Huckles online? Uh, hucklesauce.com. That's hucklesauce.com. All right. Yeah. Huckle, there we go. That's right. That's right. We All keep right, our so sponsorship we... very close. Very close. <laughs> <to> the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. We don't need to go to stamps.com. We can just go well, to Huckles. What that is, that's an example of the kind of endorsement that you'll get if you advertise with this program. It's very heartfelt. I mean, right. And ask and Harrison. He sells a lot of hot sauce. because A lot of hot sauce. A lot of hot sauce oh, yeah. based on the endorsements that he gets from this show. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Lister 46. Let's get right into it. Political slash protest songs. Harrison, give us your list, your top five. Okay. Political slash protest songs. So my, my top five songs, I guess the, the theme kind of overarching in all these is that they actually had one way or another some sort of political impact or, or um, were, were politically important in one way or another or still are. Uh, and that was kind of my criteria for getting on my list. I think I did actually covered a, a fairly uh, broad swath of, uh, of eras here. Um, but number five on my list is I have uh, Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Uh, yeah, great, a, great song. A Vietnam War era um, protest song basically talking about the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, 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 the main character of the story is a, a, um, not a well-off person so he can't get a deferment to get out of going to vietnam war so he's going to go and fight and die while all the sons of the congressmen and senators get to stay home with uh, their deferments love that song i love, I love the way that man. song starts it's man. a classic oh, it's absolute so classic good. and and it raised a stir you remember two years ago yeah, the, the Veterans Day concert I was at on the mall with uh, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Dave Grohl, and Zach Brown. Band. Right, they covered yeah. it, and it was a Veterans Day show, and the concert for Valor on HBO it was nationally televised, and a lot of people got upset about it that they would play a song that was an anti-war. It's well, anti-war, but it's anti-war, not anti-war, but it's not really anti-veteran. It's pro-veteran. It's right, not right. No, it's right? against the people who are the politicians who are sending yeah. you off to war, but not against you know veterans. Didn't take so. long. Yeah. Uh, John Fogerty had played it the month before at on the, the White, White House, House, right? At the White House, and it was like no big deal. But them, but 
Springsteen and uh, Dave Grohl playing it. Suddenly, well, it was a nationally televised event. Yeah. Zach Zach Brown was there too, right? So was yeah, he, I, was he on? So that there was track? there was, he was there. But. Oh, I don't. know. But there was country music representation. Once you know in the country, I don't know if he sang on that. I thought it was. Oh, okay. I don't know. You were there. I thought it. Well, ah, now I'm forgetting. Uh, I thought it was Grohl and Springsteen. Yeah, but Zach Brown was there. Right. I mean, he performed. Yeah. And Grohl was on the Zach Brown album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had those ties. That's true. Um, so anyway, great, great choice. I mean, uh, you know, you guys know I love CCR and Fogarty. Too, so. ever, it's, a, it's a classic and song too. Oh, it definitely, yeah, in its own right. As a pop hit, yeah, it's great that way too. All right, um, good start. So, thank you. So uh, number four on my list, I have uh, "By the Time I Get to Arizona" by Public Enemy. I think oh. I talked about before. Yeah. You, what? Um, you think what? Or, I think I talked about "By the Time I Get to Arizona" before. I can't remember, but um, but I think this this song is. I mean, Public Enemy writes a bunch of political music oh, definitely. And, um, i was arguing between this and um 911's a joke as as my public enemy protest song of choice i like this more because it did have like a big political impact there's a lot of backlash because of the um for two reasons one uh the music video was a graphic portrayal of public enemy driving to arizona and, and killing the governor um, which got them in a lot of trouble. Oh, I didn't know that was the video. I don't know if I've seen the that. video. Yeah, the video is them assassinating the, the governor. Wow. Of, of their, it's a little heavy. Well, can you can you at least dis- describe the, the the context, the political context? Oh, those sorry, who may not know. I, I apologize. Yes, you're right. So the by the time I get it to Arizona is uh, a public enemy song about uh, protesting the fact that Arizona was one of one, two or three states at that point that had not recognized Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Day as a as a public holiday. So they. Um, and there were efforts underway to get them to uh, to recognize it, and there was uh, resistance. And they put that up, put out that song, and there was a lot of backlash. But in the end, Arizona did end up uh, making Martin Luther King Jr. Day a holiday. So that's why I, said, I chose this song because it does have that political impact to it. Also, that song featured is just tying in some more political stuff here. Uh, Sister Soldier like has the first two lines in the song that she speaks. And she was a big political figure in the 1992 elections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she uh, did a lot of rock the vote stuff, right? She did a lot of rock the vote stuff, yeah, but, but also Tipper, right? Was it a Tipper? No, 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 no. no? Oh. She made she made a, an offhand comment to somebody about somebody was asking her about black on black crime, and her response was, you, you know, she she's like, yeah, you're right, that is a problem. These guys should go out and just shoot white people instead, more or less. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, it was, and it was a big blow up and then somebody tried to corner bill clinton on it thinking that if he since he was trying to appeal to the, uh, to the african-american community if he said you know like he had to toe the line and he repudiated sister soldier and everything she said and it's now known as his sister soldier moment and you'll hear you'll hear that, hear that referred to uh time in times when politicians are called upon to repudiate or deny or uh, condemn something that one of their ah. core, like, one of their core constituencies like said. Like Hillary and the super predator, right? Hillary uh, the... No. Yeah? No? That was her own comment. Somebody asked, oh. well, what, what do you oh, think someone about else's comment. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it'd be like more like Hillary having to denounce like Jesse Jackson. Okay, but she's still having to like try to walk back her own part. comment. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, wasn't trying to walk back his own comment. I see. He was just, he just had to or not defend what he decided everyone thought he was going to have to and then he didn't and then people saw that as a strength and blah 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 
Um, so it's now a the sister soldier moment is now a political term of art that came out of that. Um, well, so and she's connected to that song. By the so, time I get to Arizona, another great. I mean, it's just a great song, like you said, with Fortunate Son, and and that's you know it should be the case, I guess. But it's great when you know you can listen to the song in the vein of a protest, or you know the think that thought, or you can just listen to it for enjoyment. But it's a hell of a song, and, yeah. and with Public Enemy, you make a good point. There are certain acts like Public Enemy, and I would throw Rage Against the Machine in there where. You have a lot of songs you could pick from because they they kind of specialize in protest songs. And wait, and Cypress Hill. Oh, of course. I mean, Cypress they're protesting, Hill. Well, protesting one right. thing. Well, Cypress Hill has achieved more of their uh, agenda probably than any of the others. That's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> They've been the most successful. That's probably true. But you know, true. they found ground that everyone could, uh, you know, people could uh, yeah. easily get on board. I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, they found green that are very good. Exactly. Uh, all right, so my number three on my list, and, you know, Bob Dylan was going to have to be on this list, right? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So I chose my favorite Bob Dylan protest song, and also Huckle's tie in here because uh, I chose Maggie's Farm by Bob Dylan. And um, Wait, Wasn't that Huck- on your list for work songs? Was it? Couple, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like two yeah, episodes. That's all right. All right. That's, just that's checking. fine. Yeah, that's allowed. Right. That's that's fine. There's no rule against it. No. Just, 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 just checking. But it's also, the, but because it's a, and it ended up on this list too, because it is a meta um, protest song. It's a protest song is about protesting. So and, meta. Because <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the song, there's lots of different interpretations, but the main one is that, this is Bob Dylan's rejection of the folk music scene and being a member of like the protest folk scene. Um, and the, the song I think premiered at, um, at the North Norfolk music festival when he went electric, uh, the Dylan goes electric. Oh, Newport, Newport, right. Newport. Sorry. Um, so, so this song was his kind of rejection of the whole folk protest movement. Yeah, it's interesting. I never, I never heard that context for it, but it was off, uh, I think bringing it all back home, 1965, which I mentioned, I think on the work songs episodes, one of my one of my favorite Dylan albums. But. So there, yeah, okay. So I mentioned the song twice in uh, in three episodes. So uh. obviously you like it. That's cool. cool. Yeah, that's but cool. also it works in both contexts. No, I, look, I think great, we we talked time. about it with work songs. Is or kind of labor yeah. songs. Labor lead can in in a lot of history. Labor was led to protests, you know, and yeah. and political discord still does. So you know they are related. They're related. Hey, fair enough. Uh, number two, um, and this is on here because it is, it is still a classic that we all sing along to today. I have Charlie on the MTA, um, which was written by uh, Jacqueline Steiner and Bess Lomax Hawes in 1949. Um, they wrote it in support of the, uh, Walter O'Brien, who was running uh, for mayor of Boston at the time. And it is, you're all familiar with Charlie on the MTA. No! Right? <laughs> no! Sorry, I'm, I, do, I don't know that one. I'm, I that predates. You said 1949. <laughs> Scott's enjoying this one. <laughs> well, it's the way it was introduced that we all still sing along. <laughs> <laughs> you did kind of say it like everyone knows it. I can't say I know it. Wait, can you repeat the title? Well, did he ever return? No, he never returned. <laughs> the stated fate is still on her. Go, Charlie. We will ride forever beneath the streets of Boston. He's the man who never returned. You two are literally the only two people who don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're I, not the only two. Yeah, I don't know. You are close to it. Popularized by the it's, Kingston Trio in 1959. I bet my dad knows it. <laughs> yeah, Doug well, probably knows it. What I was, what was like Tennessee Ernie thing. Ford? Yeah. I like how Harrison is going way back. I like that. Tennessee Ernie Ford, 16 tons. What? 
it, Harrison. Is that an Irish version? A Pogues or something? <laughs> this is this is it, right? Is that Flogging Molly? Who's playing? It sounds like it's, Flogging it's, Molly. It's yeah. just off an album called Pub Party Music <laughs> with a oh. beer bottle on the album cover. And it looks right. like clip art was used to make I am, it. I am literally shocked that neither of you know this song. This is an incredibly <laughs> popular bar song. I'm just. Is it played in a lot Boston, of Irish pubs? Is that the deal? It's played in Boston constantly, oh. especially at Red Sox games, which is why I'm super duper shocked that you don't know this I don't guy. Know Charlie and the MTA. You but, go to Boston, their mass transit system, oh, people you guys, use Charlie cars. I have no Red Sox ties, so I'm okay with admitting Hang on. ignorance. There's also, I'm on this pub party music album now. There is a version of Hair of the Dog, which I'm a little oh God, bit curious. Why did I know we were going to go down some weird sinkhole? <laughs> Let's check this out. Oh, this is, oh, okay. Isn't that right. the same song? I don't know. <laughs> I actually kind of like oh, that wow. music. All right, Charlie and the MTA. We got it. Everybody knows it. Everybody sings along. And, and who? Okay. I'm expecting uh, reader, or listeners out there, please chime in on this one because this is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, ridiculous. Number one, number one on my list. You guys are gonna like this. Based on a 1901 hymnal. Hymn. Uh oh. Sorry. So going way back. Try to keep up with me. Uh, hold on. Um, oh, stand by. Wait a minute. <laughs> Stand by. I'm keeping up with you. Go ahead. All right. We shall, we shall overcome. Uh, uh, that oh. sounds familiar. That rings a bell. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> probably the most famous civil rights protest song written, um, popularized by Pete Seeger, but a, a big part of the civil rights movement. Oh yeah, got um, it. No, that's a it's a classic. It's a yeah, stone cold classic. Yeah, no that's true. <laughs> Pete Seeger, as you said, popularized it. Bruce Springsteen. Did a wonderful job on his Seeger Sessions album that honored the Pete Seeger uh, influence. Yeah. What is the song that you sent me? Is that an honorable mention for you? This is an honorable mention. We didn't get to it. Why don't you explain the honorable mention? I'm curious about it. I have this link that you have you sent me today, and I'm very curious about it. It was gonna, I was going to get into what I was talking about by the time I get to Arizona and um, kind of uh, protest and its intersection with rap. Um, this was um, a, a protest song that came out shortly after Katrina. It's uh, by a group called Chaotix, which I think is just a one-off group that put out this song. It's called George Bush Doesn't uh, Care About Black People, set to Kanye's Gold Digger. I'll tell you what, <laughs> after your amazing uh, intro, the the link doesn't load, and I just got uh, uh, redirected to a congrats. You're today's lucky visitor. Every Tuesday, <laughs> we select one lucky iPad visitor to receive a special prize from our sponsors. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, we won't be hearing that. But Harrison, I will select uh, the, this pri potential prize of a Walmart gift card for a thousand dollars, and then maybe I'll be able to click through to the chaotic video. So you win either way, basically, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Come on, uh, Harrison. Why don't you recap your list now for us? Sure. I got uh, number five, "I Fortunate Son" by CCR. I got a uh, number four, "By the Time I Get to Arizona" by Public Enemy. Number three, making its way back onto my list, uh, is Maggie's Farm, Bob Dylan. Uh, number two is Charlie on the MCA, the beloved traditional classic. And then number one, we shall overcome. Very nice. All right, Todd. Why don't you bring up your list now? All right. All right. Count well, them down. No, I, I, look, I love, I love this topic. I know it's one that I mentioned I, I've had in my mind for a while and on my list of topics. And, and now, as we mentioned earlier, the time is seems very ripe for this topic. But um, anyways, so... With no further ado, I'll just go for it. But and and I would say, um, maybe mine are more obvious picks. Maybe 
But uh, after Harrison's, I feel like they're like some of them more obvious. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, anyway, so number five, kicking it off. To me, um, and this was, t- it, it's weird because this list fell into place. Like the top five fell into place and it pretty much just stayed locked in, which is unusual for me. Uh, but these songs, to me, of my top five. So you actually argue with yourself throughout the oh, course sure. of a week, oh, like, of course. You, like your rankings, like I understand. Okay, so throughout the course yeah. of a season, the college football rankings they change because more than one person votes on those things. Right, right. So you just vote against yourself over the course of a week. Well, it, it's more like you're, you know, it's it's an emotional thing, yeah, you know, yeah. right? Like it's every like, song I guess has ups and downs. And and and, sure. and you know, one day I might be, I might think, well, Ohio by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Incredible song, and I've I've been on kicks where I've listened to a lot of you know CSNY and listened to that a lot, or Get Up Stand Up, which we listened to earlier, or Imagine John Lennon. These are all happen to be honorable mentions. Uh, you know any of those? What's going on, Marvin Gaye? So there's like there's so many songs, and, you, and even Born in the USA by Bruce. Anyways, all of these songs could come up, and you think, okay, that maybe that should be up there. But for this one, for some reason, the top five just locked in, and I think it's because I felt so strongly about each one. So anyway, number five uh, for me. It's a uh, to me it's a classic protest song. Uh, it's for what it's worth, Buffalo Springfield, and uh, whenever you hear just the opening, you know, notes to that song, you know exactly what it is, and all of a sudden you feel like someone has been wronged. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> you feel like something is wrong. Something <laughs> must true. be corrected. And um, Stephen Stills wrote the song, and um, something I learned actually, which I don't know if our listeners know, but. Um, I always assumed the song was written about Vietnam. Um, uh, are you playing the public enemy? <laughs> 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 All right. You uh, know any excuse I have to hey, play this? No, that's it's a yeah, theme actually in my list. So it's actually a beautiful thing about this that that song. He he got game. The song was called He Got Game. Yeah, right? it was. Before yeah. he got yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Well, Spike Lee and Public Enemy and Stephen Stills are going to be a common theme in my. Uh, oh. In my list, oh, nice. which right. is a big hint as All to what's right. coming. All right. But uh, what's interesting about, um, for what it's worth, is that um, for one thing, I always wondered when I was a kid, and you guys might have been equally confused. It was when we were kids, I guess, when it was used in Born on the Fourth of July. Yes, that's exactly. Oliver Stone yes. movie. That was yes. like my big introduction yeah. to the yeah. song. It was like 1991, maybe. Yeah. 92. Yeah. Anyways, so but but the funny thing was, it was always like, what's that song called again? Right. Because for what it's worth, is not mm-hmm. said in the song. So I I, yeah. I dug it up and I looked and I was like, well, okay. Well, the story goes. There's always a couple stories. Is with is, this. is is Graham Nash involved? So? No, but Ahmed Erdogan is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, All which right. I love. Okay. So apparently, I guess Ahmed Erdogan was the president of his record label, and he and when he gave him the song, or when he was uh, Stills was talking about what material he had ready, he said, "Well, I have this song for what it's worth. If you want to listen," and then Ahmed Erdogan listened to it and he was like, "Yeah, I like this. I like this a lot," and. That's how this. That's wow. how the title stuck. Yeah, for what it's <laughs> worth. Interesting. Um, so I like that story. But also, what was interesting, the other thing I found out was that, again, I always associated it with the Vietnam War. Thought it was a protest of that. Stephen Stills actually said a lot of people often associate it with the Kent State shootings, right. which uh, oh. it was actually written a few years before that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, of course, Neil Young. I mentioned Ohio. He wrote Ohio after that happened, or right after that happened in 1971, which is actually a great example of a protest song and the immediacy of it. Because he reco- they recorded it and released it within like a couple a week or two wow. of the Kent State shooting, which I guess would happen today. Maybe well, on we're YouTube seeing that or now that the, we haven't talked about the the Dave Eggers project with Thirty Days Thirty yeah. Songs, which I don't know when all of these were done. Some are new, some are not new. Uh, for those that don't know, there's a, a, a every day leading up to the election, 
there is a Spotify playlist, which is curated, I guess, in a way, by author Dave Eggers, uh, curated and for lack of a better way days, to say. it's 30 days, 30 songs. Yeah, and, and they're releasing, and, and there's uh, a bunch of artists putting things together. So that's kind of done in a but quick way. No, obviously. that's and that's yeah. something, uh, I think, with protest music, yeah. you know, urgency and the immediacy of it is so important. And that's a cool thing about, I guess, you obviously you could do it back in 1971 yeah. or in the 60s. You probably also have to respect, you know, that means that probably 90% of the protest songs out there have fallen by the wayside because once they lost their topicality, people didn't. Yeah. care about them anymore that's true so the one thing i was going to mention is that that I, what i n- never realized and probably a lot of people didn't was that it was actually inspired by a, a sun there were sun a sunset strip curfew riots of 1966 in hollywood in la where where csn was based out of um and that's that's there were uh, there was all this back and forth i guess with the cops about kids being out late and yeah. you know going to shows and partying and that was what it was about. So, but it took on a much bigger meaning. And that's a, that's yeah. a, again another great thing about a protest song. We shall overcome from Harrison's list a great example of something that evolved over time. You know, with whatever was going on with the times. And right. I think uh, you know some of my other songs will touch on that too. So anyway, moving on. Uh, this is appropriate given that Scott just uh, played some Public Enemy. But number four, as Her- and then like Harrison said, with by the time I get to Arizona, I mean you really have a great selection of protest songs. With Public Enemy, um, and for me, "Fight the Power" mm. was the one that stuck out, yeah. or sticks out the most. And maybe it's yeah. because, like, do do the right thing. I think the fact that it was so closely associated with that movie, it, it, I think that, and I've talked about this actually on a, some recent lists, but like the the cinematic quality of certain music or just the association. Oh yeah, with movies makes it much more powerful. Oh, that's a whole. That's another. Right? That's a list. We should do the. That's yeah. a list. Like we've talked about movie songs. I want to do eighties movie theme songs, but that's different. That's too. different. But yeah, yeah. the the uh, movies, the best use of songs, of songs in it. I in, mean, we talk about movies, we've yeah. we've pointed to a lot of examples. Days and Confused, obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, and the cool thing yeah. about Fight the Power is that it was actually written by, uh, as the musical theme for the movie specifically. Um, at Spike Lee's request, and Spike Lee's—I like how Spike Lee. I read a quote from him, and he said, "He said I wanted something defiant. I wanted something angry. I wanted something rhythmic. The only per- the only people that could do that were Public Enemy. That is <laughs> I great. I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah. And this is 1989 in New York, you know, wow. 1988, 89. Um, anyway, so it was—it's a perfect complement to the tone of the movie. Hopefully, if you've seen Do the Right Thing, if you haven't, I think you should do yourself a favor and see it. It's as relevant as ever, and. Uh, I always associate it with Radio Rahim, the character in the movie yeah. who walks around with the the, the boombox, and uh, and it was cool because Harrison, when Harrison and I listening to Samuel saw, Jackson, the DJ, yes, the Samuel DJ. Jackson yeah. was a DJ, but yeah. when we yeah. saw Public Enemy a few weeks ago on the mall for the African American Museum History and Culture opening, um, the the actor Bill Nunn who played Radio Rahim had died that day, so it gave it extra resonance, and then Chuck D, of course. Like pl- when before when introducing Fight the Power, yeah. it was cool. He referenced that. That was that brought it home. Yeah. So that's my number four, Fight the Power, and number three. Moving on, I mentioned Springsteen and Born in the USA, which is probably his most famous protest song. Though a lot of people don't think of it as a protest song, but it was a protest song of the treatment of Vietnam vets when they came back to the states. But my number three is actually um, American Skin, Forty One Shots, mm-hmm. uh, oh, great which choice. which again also very relevant in these times. Um, and you know, I didn't realize back in 2000 when he premiered it that we'd still be talking about it like this, this true. in this way, yeah, 16 years yeah. later. Yeah. But this song means a lot to me because I saw Bruce uh, on th- at the, during the reunion tour at the f- the final. It was I don't know if it was the final night, but he did 10 shows in Madison Square Garden to finish the tour from '99 and 2000. When he got 
the E Street Band back together. And right before that 10-date run, he played a show in Atlanta, and he premiered the song. And it was really controversial, and cops in New York City and everywhere were really upset about it. Um, but he played it at every, I think, every Madison Square Garden show. He definitely played it at the one I saw, and it was on the Live in New York City album and DVD that yeah. documented it. And it's just, it's such a good song. It was inspired by the, the police shooting death of uh, this immigrant, Amadou Diallo, which I think was in 1999. Um, uh-huh. but, but such a good song, and I think... I was talking about it the other day because I was talking about, you know, how, how we relate to different to experiences, you know, of different cultures, different people. And, you know, and I think that was something Bruce was trying to do here, was trying to get in the shoes of, of someone else and their experience. And so, but no, he talks about, he's giving an instructional, basically, from a parent to a child yeah. of how you need to react if, if police pull you over or if you have an incident with police. And that's something that's come up a lot, you know, in yeah. these last couple of years. And that's the, that's... Uh, that's what strikes me about that song. That's why I put it on my list. Is just because it's again, it was a song he wrote probably at least sixteen years ago, maybe seventeen years ago, and here we are today, and you know, it's still relevant. Yeah. Very relevant. yeah. So going back, Springsteen, born in the USA. I left it off as an honorable mention because it's this weird. It has this weird double meaning. It's a, it's a it's a protest song, but it's not viewed that way. And I know that may not be Springsteen's fault. It may or may not be. I think if you put the put it on the list, you have to do the acoustic version, which is a protest song. Yeah. And then the non-acoustic version is a straight up pop song. It's like song. an anthem. It's yeah, an anthem. yeah. Well, so it's I mean, cool, fam- right? like, like Bruce famously told Ronald Reagan to stop playing it during his 1984 well, and, election. Yeah, and the, right. And he Reagan yeah. like famously cited it in a in a speech. Because he yeah. was like, great things are being done in America, like you know, Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen, and Bruce was like, no, don't, 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 <laughs> don't try to bring that into your, <laughs> your speech, your rhetoric. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. I know you're all shocked. I had Bruce on my list, but this is definitely on my list, and Bruce is definitely one of the artists, like like some of these others we're talking about, like Bob Dylan and, um, like Public Enemy. That you know, he has a, a lot of great protests. A lot songs. of our favorite artists um, as a as a group here yes. collectively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make this list. It's true. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to move on to number two, and and this is one of my fa- one of my favorite artists. Also, uh, Bruce is up, of course, very <laughs> high on that list. But I've talked a lot about Sam Cooke, and uh, Sam Cooke. A lot of people think this is his greatest achievement, but a, a change is going to come, uh, which is. Uh, you know, I don't know. That song like still gets me every time I listen to it. Yeah. Um, and it was cool because again, it's part of what I love about doing this show is that I learn something every episode, and I learn something about even songs that I hold near and dear. And uh, change is gonna come. So what I what I kind of learned and uh, it was that one. I kn- I mean I knew the song was released in 1964, but it was written about his struggles, Sam Cooke's struggles with segregation and discrimination. And it became an anthem, really, for the civil rights movement. And it was cool because I was running around the mall, again, when the African American History Museum opened a few weeks ago, and I heard a guy, like, blasting this song just out of a boombox. Really? Right off Constitution Avenue. Really? And I was like, oh, that's man, so that's cool. fu- that's awesome. That I is like, cool. That was so cool, yeah. And I was like, it's, uh, it's appropriate. But um, that, cool. that song, yeah, it does get me every time. And it's very different than from Sam Cooke, most of his catalog. I mean, he did start as a gospel singer. But uh, but a lot of his bi- popular music was kind of party type of music, um, good time music. We talked about Wonderful World, um, you know, Twisting the Night Away, Mary's Place. You know, that was more good time music, and that's what what was inter- So what was really interesting and ties it all, brings it all back home, if you will, for me, <laughs> nice. is that is that this song was actually inspired. Change is gonna come was inspired by Bob Dylan's Blown in the Wind, 
which had come out the year earlier. Really? Yeah. Wow. Came out in 1963, and and Sam Cooke said he was so moved that that such a this poignant he said such a poignant song about racism in America was written by someone who's not black. And he said he he said uh, he immediately incorporated it into his live performances, and he also felt like I should have written something that that is meaningful. Wow! Um, and that inspired, he said it inspired it. So it was really cool because I actually I didn't know Sam Cooke covered "Blown uh, Blown in the Wind" on any regular basis. But anyway, what was one sad a, a sad footnote is that um, he never actually performed it live because he was shot later that year in 1964 and killed at a L.A. motel. Wow! Um, so and it was two weeks before the song was even released. Wow! So sad footnote. Though he did weird, weird story. He played it on Johnny Carson's show at the beginning of '64, but they either either they never aired it or it was never saved the tape. So we have no record of it being played. It was weird. That, it was very strange the oh, story. I couldn't something get that the doesn't full, happen anymore. Couldn't get the full story, but apparently there's no record right. of it. We even have beer. Down the so he did play it in a TV studio, but he never performed it. Well, so. th- back in the day, they couldn't record. Every th- you actually had to record on tape. Like tape was valuable. You didn't just, yeah. you know what I mean. You didn't just have a hard drive that you erased. Right, and right. Unlimited. They didn't save everything. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So and and what was also interesting to note was that when he when he played it on the uh, Johnny Carson show, uh, you know, he thought it was a big deal, and he thought this song was like the best thing he'd ever done, and maybe it, it probably was, but uh, but w- yeah, what was interesting was that they said. Whatever impact it might have had, it was overshadowed because the Beatles played Ed Sullivan two days later. Oh. So it's crazy, you know, the intersection of history here. But anyway, and the last thing I was going to mention was it was voted number 12 all-time greatest songs by Rolling Stone when they did their top 500. Thank you, Jan. So, yes, Jan. thank you, Jan, <laughs> Jan for Jan making winner. that clear. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there's my deep dive into Sam Cooke, and a change is going to come. Yeah. But if you if you don't know the song that well, or even if you do, I def- it's it's always worth a listen. Um, and then my. I hope Jan knows that you still subscribe to the paper version. I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm a proud so subscriber. Jan, going yeah, back a much, long time because you are. You do talk shit about Jan from time to time. Yeah, but he, you, you're allowed to. Because he's a big target. You're keeping. Yeah, you. Keep, yeah, you're keeping him in business. Yeah, you keep Jan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. I keep, think I've earned it. <laughs> you're the last. The last paper subscriber. Last <laughs> well, the Mohicans <laughs> under like fifty, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I know. We all know I'm an old Gen Xer at heart. <laughs> all <laughs> right, so I'll move on. My number one. Um, for me, this was number one with a bullet. But uh, you know, Harrison, as we've talked, you know, again, when Bob Dylan, it's hard to uh, separate him from protest music or it from him, and he interpreted a lot of it. But um, I think to me, it was hard because it, you got blown in the wind. Times they are changing. Um, you got so many uh, Ballad of Hattie Carroll. There's so many good protest songs of Dylan. But uh, for me, it was Masters of War. Um, and I think for maybe for all of us, like um, Eddie Vedder covering it at the Bob Dylan 30th anniversary concert, in uh, which they did in Madison Square Garden in 93, I think. 92, 90, uh-huh. It was 92, maybe released in 93. But uh, awesome double album. That, that album's great. Yeah. A lot of good people paying tribute to, to Bob. Um, but Eddie Vedder's version did introduce me in some ways. I think I was getting into Dylan at the time, too. And I do remember getting a copy of the Freewheel and Bob Dylan, which is his second album. And it's on that album. And it's just a, it's such a powerful song, and it's such an angry song. And probably, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of competition, but it's def- it may be, I think it's maybe Dylan's most angry and, and uh, most angry song of all. I don't know. But uh, I agree with that. I was thinking about lyrics. well, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. you know he's he's ba- he's saying I hope you die. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't get much more yeah. 
dark than that. Um, but it, it, it's it's a, such a powerful song. And then I think we were all at the Vote for Change concert in 2004. Yeah. Right. The 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 one that it culminated in yeah. D.C. Harrison, you were there, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was okay. there. yeah. So we were all the there, concerts. and um, and Eddie did perform it, right? He performed it there. I'm pretty sure. As the, the Pearl Unless Jam I'm set, yeah, Pearl yeah, Jam. He set. Yeah. Pro, yeah, yeah, he played it. Yeah, yeah, Pearl Jam, Jam set. Played. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but anyway, that that song, and and I had a good um, I found a good quote that, that uh, concert. That was by the way you talk. I mean, oh, it's fitting incredible. to talk about that show with protests. Uh, yeah, during this episode, that show was fantastic. Oh I yeah, and that, that was. And it's yeah. cool because uh, you know it's too uh, bad like something like something like that didn't come about maybe this year and since then. <laughs> but you had such a coalition well, of artists. Well, yeah. I yeah, think the, there's reasons we could probably it's talk. It's a bit more existential this time around. People yeah. are focused elsewhere. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I also think well, it's that, it's hard. I think this this year it's it's uh it well it's 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 hard to get I think there's a certain amount of angst towards both yeah, yeah, yeah. Year, it's harder it? to get behind a candidate, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so anyway, no, that year it was so cool because remember they did concerts all over the country yeah. with one or two artists, yeah. right, yeah. in different places. And Harrison and Where, I, yeah. we drove we up to, to Reading, Reading, PA, right? Yeah. And we saw uh, Death Cab open for Pearl Jam. Yeah. And and you had that going on across the country. And yeah. then they cu- it culminated with that show at Horizon Center in D.C. And, uh, I mean, it was an incredible lineup. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It Eddie Vedder, Michael Stipe, right, or Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, Jackson Brown. J Five was on the bill. Dave yeah, Matthews. Jeff. It was unbelievable. It was Dave Matthews, Springsteen, Springsteen Fogarty, For the Dixie Chicks. There? Dixie Chicks. Yeah. You did. Oh, you got Dixie Chicks. That is one. Okay, one of my favorite performances. <laughs> no, yeah. I want to talk about this because it's one of my favorite covers. We. I left it off actually. The last episode covers. Okay, Dixie Chicks. Yeah. Covered at that show, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. Bob Dylan again. They covered Bob Dylan's Mississippi. And it's phenomenal. If anybody, it is. That's a great. It song. is a phenomenal cover of of Bob Dylan's Mississippi, and it was during that show that the Dixie Chicks did. And of course, Dixie Chicks makes sense to talk about in this, yeah. this protest. Um, yeah, since they know, lo- they lost a lot of like, their audience because of their yeah, it's just, political stance. It's it's here. I, I can I can dig it up here. Right? Just 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 a clip of it. It's fantastic. This is from that show we were at. It's yeah, it's a fantastic cover. Dixie oh. Chicks around the bill. I mean, is that from the official uh, Scott Fletcher bootleg? That is. That's from the Scott Fletcher <laughs> bootleg uh, of the of the. I was holding up my flip phone during the 2004 <laughs> show and recording that. Yeah, um, that's right. So, anyways, uh, with Masters of War, I was going to say there was a um, a critic named Andy Gill who called it uh, quote the bluntest condemnation in Dylan's songbook. A torrent of plain speaking pitched at a level that even the objects of his its bile might understand it. I wow. thought that was a good quote. Um, so, yeah, the and the last thing I read, I just read a good Dylan quote that I'll paraphrase, but he just said that uh, that it was not necessarily um, an anti-war song, but it is a pacifist song against war. So I'm not sure what exactly where his line is there, but he just said that it was. Um, it was kind of inspired by Dwight Eisenhower's military-industrial complex speech when he was leaving office, and that he said that that, um, yeah, that in a lot of ways inspired it, and that's a lot of what it was against was these kind of like what what Harrison was getting at with uh, or what with Fortunate Son or yeah. John Fogarty yeah. was these people who were you know sending kids off to war. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Masters Award number one. So. Recap your five. All right, so. real quick. Number five for what it's worth: Buffalo Springfield. Four, Fight the Power, Public Enemy. Three, American Skin, 41 Shots, Springsteen. 
Two changes going to come. Sam Cook and one Masters of War. Bob Dylan. All right. So, Scott, what, what do you have? <laughs> so, <laughs> there's an, were you writing those on your chalkboard back there? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> I thought there was cat scratch fever happening or something. I didn't know. Nugent. I didn't know that was yeah. translating. Nugent, I apologize. Yeah, Nugent, the very political the figure Nugent. was. <laughs> the Nugent. <laughs> uh, so. I was super excited to do this list. This is like long overdue. We had talked about political oh, yeah. protests and finally doing it. I decided to shape mine with even a further, even a a, a, a a further theme with mine. Okay, where I decided to include. I, I I guess I dove a little deeper because I started to think about what it, which issues meant a lot to me going into this election. Ah, and they are interesting personal take. Yeah, you like yeah. drug reform. Uh-huh. Racial uh-huh. equality. Yes. And gay rights. All right. And they are all represented in my You're, list. Wow. You're for all of those. Yes. Right? I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison, I like that you we got we gotta decide see what side he's on, right? <laughs> Your battle line's being drawn, okay? So number no, yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that, Harrison. I probably should have clarified that. I guess at the beginning of yeah. my of my speech there, yeah. Uh, so number five on my list and number five we always talk about is like our little like it's our it's our uh, it's a step up from your honorable mention but I wanted sure. to include it I wanted to include a little bit about drug reform on my list so it is legalize it by Peter Tosh ah okay yes number five on my list way and, ahead of its time yeah that's know? true well that's that is that is very is that also true. on your weed songs list just as long as we're <laughs> on double it no been. it did not it didn't i don't think it made my weed song list i actually. don't think it did yeah. i don't think it, yeah but i, I have think to it was thank on todd's I, legal uh, todd's i don't know if it was song. on my list but i think i might have mentioned it because drew played it so much <laughs> in our house <laughs> when i was a kid that i i definitely uh yeah all it, right it, it sunk in but it's a great song legalize it number mm-hmm. five peter tosh Number four on my list is off the new Drive by Truckers album, which we have all pick. we talked about amongst ourselves as this phenomenal protest album as a whole. A song called "What It Means," which is powerful, like powerful. I mean, there are. It's not really often when you're driving down the road and you hear a song that you've never heard before, and you're like, and you say to yourself, or you know, and that was released recently, and you say to yourself. And not even not because there's anything to do with the the times and the music. It's just that's just the way it is. There isn't a lot of stuff that is as powerful as this song. And and I can't remember a song that hit me the way that this song did when I heard it. I, I was just like, this, this, it, it was strong. I mean, it was re, it's no, really strong. Yeah, that's and that's, it's a, a, that's a, the power of it, music. Yeah. and the beauty of it. You know, yeah, and this, yeah. can and you this, play some of it? Uh, yeah. And I can this this up, topic, yeah. I, I'd say, inspires that. Yeah. Uh, as much, almost as much as any. Yeah, what it means by the truckers, which uh, it, it's just it's it's awesome. It's like that, that's everything. what I was getting at with you know some of my cup, top couple songs is they're just chilling songs. Yeah. they're just even if you've heard them fifty times, but when what's cool about the song is it, it it's. It's not. I don't know. There's this, this skill that a songwriter has in in combining the ability to tell the story, but also make a statement. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's, I just played a part. Obviously, we know what he's talking about there with Ferguson. But well, you it, can it, have it, narrative it, specificity it, versus a general yeah, you know, application or and he does, metaphor. And I feel like in that song they do both. 
which is really, yeah. really cool. And uh, that's what I like about 41 Shots yeah. is, like, he does describe some of the situation that happened in New York, yeah. but a lot of it can be applied to anyone. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, that's, yeah. you're right. I mean... So, yeah, what it means, Drive-By Truckers, if you haven't checked out... I like out, that. This is an album that came out, folks, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So Scott's really yeah, on yeah, the yeah, drive cutting I, edge here. Well, you know, when it, you hear, as all of us do, I mean, when you hear something, that's why we all do the show, because you want to share it with people. Like, And when you hear... What it, moves you, It's just you, so right? powerful, man. Sure. Uh, the album is American Band, Drive-By Truckers, that song, What It Means. Number three is a song that came out in 2008 by Nas called Black President. Oh yeah, that's uh, a great yeah. One. Black president. By I remember Nas. when it came out. It was during the election, right? During Obama, the, of yeah. course, okay. yeah. Obama was running, and uh, so that's that's number number three on my yeah, list. That's a great one. Number two on my list, another song that I think is super powerful uh, is "Same Love" by Macklemore. I just mm-hmm. like, I, 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 again, you talk about the power of music, man. Like that is, a, say what you will at Macklemore because the the most recent album was was not great. Uh, well, <laughs> this. Yeah, but uh, go ahead, Harrison. What I I don't agree with this pick. I All mean, right. like I understand that it's a, it's a good contemporary song, but it's already I think forgotten. Um, like its moment came and went so quickly. Like we're over it. As far as far as that, and I don't think it. Had, it this is one of those like ninety percenters. I think where like its protest moment is over. So I don't mm. think it's going to be. Do you remembered. mean it's over? Like, mean, like, like the gay it, rights like, movement has won? Or well, because it was like it was it was a pro game. It was a gay marriage song, right? right. It, was a, it was it was about the gay marriage movement, oh, and now so, that that's done, like yeah. now the gay marriage is now legal everywhere. I don't think this this it's going to stand the test of time, like some of these the other choices will. Well, I. Uh, I, I, but I still think it stands. I'm gonna disagree with you on that. That's an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I still, yeah. I still think number one, it stands for something. I do think there's a message of um, gender, like being gender. I don't know, uh, neutral. Like you know, he he, be how. Girls can be boys and boys can be girls and girls can do boy things and Wait, boys can do girls. Now you sound like Lola a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your joke? It's a mix of mixed world. Man. Sorry. Uh, anyway, I I think or blur. Sorry. Right. Uh, I know that's what. Yeah. Boys I, who I do girls. Who, yeah. right. But that's um. Sorry to sidetrack. That's okay. That's probably what I was thinking in my head <laughs> was blur. But I I see what you're saying, Aries. But I I that's. To me, it just strikes me as a really powerful song, and maybe maybe it's I because it's such a recent that. history. Yeah, that's you know? what I'm saying. Exactly. So, Charles, yeah. it definitely feels very, you know, it's a it, what has a current issue in the last few years. But. Yeah, and my sure. as you know, I dug a little deeper on my yeah historically for mine. So I understand, you know, that, that I have my perspective. Well, it's funny because Scott yeah. Scott <laughs> went with a very current. I, it's cool. You went a very with current a list current is, no, list. Harrison went with a very an, an older list, and I'm like somewhere in the middle. Probably. Well, yeah, yeah, you did. You mostly went. I went mostly sixties civil rights. You went. It's interesting. Everybody had their uh, yeah their their uh, their 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 lanes. Yeah. And, yeah. Mine was like I said. I think the three the I just picked I guess the three issues that mean the most <laughs> to me going into this election. So there you go. Yeah, Top yeah. of mind. Um, and and number one is a song that I have been waiting to play on this show, and I don't know if I've played it before. Well, I always like when these moments come. I, no, and, and I when do. we do this show, because I always think about, I look at, a lot of times Todd comes up with the, the idea for the list. So oftentimes Todd, his list ideas win out some for some reason. They do. I don't know if they win out. I just no, have just, a list it's and a compliment, I throw them out man. there. It's oh, a okay. compliment, okay. Yeah. I, That makes it sound yeah. like I'm not, I'm open to everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even no. from the fans. Out no, there. Yeah, yeah, fans give me ideas. Yeah. Like, and yeah. gave me a good idea the other day. Yeah. I put it on my list. Uh, 
and when we I knew that this was coming up, it's a song by a guy who's been on our show, Dan Byrne, and it's called President, song President, and it's a fantastic song, and it is. Uh, it's all about, you know, he talks about how when he, if he was in, if he he was president in his cabinet, he'd have John McEnroe, he'd have Annie DeFranco, he'd have Michael Franti. I agree fully with him. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, let me play a little bit of this song. This is just a fantastic song by Dan Byrne called President. And it's all about the different days as president. His first seven days yeah. in office. My fourth day, all of the troops came home from all around the earth. Afghanistan, Iraq, I ran more trouble than Dan Burns. That's a good call. He knows his way around a protest. Song. Oh, it's it's a great. He's it's, made whole protest albums. Then, yeah, well, this right? one, this That's album, that. music to beat George Bush by. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. music to beat Bush by. Actually, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a fantastic song, and and I just uh, I, I, it, I it's just great, and I I, I agree with him that. Uh, Michael Franti would probably be in my cabinet too if I were elected <laughs> as president. Franti. So yeah. All right, time to uh, so right, recapping my five: legalize it, Peter Tosh. Number four: what it means, drive by truckers. Number three: black president by Nas. Number two: same love, Macklemore. Number one: president by Dan Byrne. Again, not much. Uh, no, no, none of us. Repeated I don't think we had any overlap. Some so, artists overlap. So let's no, go no around the horn and, and pick a few, put them on the big board. Harrison, what do you want to see up there, man? From from either of our lists. I'm trying to uh, try to remember them off the top of my head, but I have to go. President, your your number one choice was fantastic. Ah, thank you wow. very much. All right, Todd, All what right. do you want? I'm going to go. Uh, Fortunate Son, CCR. Oh yeah, that's a that is a fantastic yeah, that's a, one. It's a classic. I am going to go with. Uh, well, we shall overcome. We shall overcome is a oh. strong song. Yeah. Oh, d- yeah. thank you. Yeah. Definitely. All right, uh, Harrison. Another nomination uh, for what it's for what it's worth. Yeah. I think that is yeah. for me. If I close my eyes every time I hear that song, I just see uh, helicopters flying by in slow motion towards the sunset. So that's got to be on my list. Yeah, Todd. Um, let me see. Yeah, yeah. Take take a look at the board there Let's that we've see. got so far. I'm gonna go with. That was yeah. You guys made some good selections. Uh, I'm gonna say by the time I get to Arizona. Oh, I was hoping but, that because there should be some public be... enemy. If it's not yeah, fight yeah. the power, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great song. That's a great one. I agree. So now we've got we've we've got five. Um, let's see if we're happy with it. We got President by Dan Byrne, Fortunate Son by Fogarty. By the time I get to Arizona, we shall overcome. And for what it's worth, by Buffalo Springfield. I th- I'm happy with with ranking those those five. Those five. I. It's hard to leave some of these it off. Is. It's Ameri- hard to leave Dylan American off, Skin yeah. and Mag. Yeah, and hard and, to leave. Yeah, Maggie's skin. Farm and, and Masters of War. Man, I put my. Yeah, I put Ma- Masters of War on there. Probably right. ahead of something. All right, let's put right. Masters of War. Yeah, and let's put American Skin up for consideration. All right, I'm too. cool with that. I think that's. I strong. couldn't nominate my own. But. All right, <laughs> so uh, I think there needs to be some hip hop representation. So by the time I get to Arizona, I think it's right. a sure. Hey, sure public, and public enemies yeah. should be represented. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, now we can kind of go by artist, I guess. So now you've got you got Dylan, you got Springsteen, you got um, Dan Byrne, uh, Dan Byrne, Fogarty. And Buffalo Springfield, and then the the traditional we shall overcome. So, right, right. all right, what what else belongs on the final <laughs> list here? 
Hello, Harrison. I think uh, I'm thinking. Well, like for what it's worth, and and fortunate son might be two sides of the same coin. I'd put for what it's worth up there. I agree with that analysis. Right. That's right. fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Certainly support that. Uh, how about uh, Masters of War? Probably goes up there. So yeah, I have Masters I mean, I of War, really Masters of War, so. and and then we've got American Skin President, and we shall overcome. I've got one for two. I've spots. got one in each of us for have. Yeah, each of us spots. have one of those nominations in there. Oh. Hmm. All right. What's Todd? What do you pick out of those three? Well, we, outside I you American can't pick your skin. right, right, right. right. I would go with we shall overcome. I guess. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I like president, but I don't. I just don't know All right. it as well. All right. Uh, right. So American. Skin. Oh yeah, Harrison. Harrison. American skin or president? It comes down to. to you. I mean, I think I'll take uh, American skin as just being more yeah. um, politically um, impactful. Gotcha, gotcha. Makes sense. All right. So now the the ordering of the the final five here would be. Uh, so what are the five? The Can five. You the, the five. five by the time to. I get to Arizona by Public okay. Enemy, we shall overcome the traditional song. For what it's worth, Buffalo Springfield, American Skin, Spring Scene, Masters of War, Dylan. Some powerful, heavy stuff there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think what uh, I'm gonna go. N- none of mine made the list, so uh, oh. I'll just uh, so nominate in protest. Uh, yeah, in protest. In protest. So what do you think should be at the top? I think at the top. I think Masters of War is the most powerful song of the I mean, list. that's why it was number yeah. one yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right. So let's put okay. that. I would put for what it's worth at two. That would I be can, my I can, yeah okay. I can agree with that. I would put American Skin at three. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. All right. And then by the time I get to Arizona at, at four, four, and we shall, and we shall over- overcome, overcome at five. five. Oh, right. that? that sounds good. Uh, all right. That's all right. Cool. There we have it. Wow. There you have it. So the final list: top five protest songs as protested by Twisted Lister. <laughs> Number five: We shall overcome. Number four: By the time I get to Arizona by Public Enemy. Number three: American Skin Springsteen. Number two: For what it's worth by Buffalo Springfield. And number one: Masters of War by Bob Dylan gets number one on the political protest well. episode. Makes sense. <laughs> everything a, turned out. It's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, everything turned out okay. <laughs> uh, so, guys, what are you listening to these days? Harrison, what do you got, man? Anything new? Uh, well, I was just listening to it again before the show. Uh, Kings of Leon's new album, Walls. I think it's a return to form for them, and um, it's definitely worth a listen if you liked your la- the last few albums before the last few albums. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like, I, I like the new Kings of Leon stuff that I've heard as well. I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah I do too. Yeah. Um, I was just going to mention um, Austin City Limits Festival, which I just yeah. came back from uh, last weekend, and it was my first time, and it's a, a phenomenal festival. I recommend it highly, but my highlights to mention a couple real quick were uh, the first day I went, Band of Horses was incredible. I know I've talked about them a lot, but I actually got to meet them, so I was super psyched, as Scott and Harrison know. I, they signed a record of mine, and I was like in fanboy heaven. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I will forever be devoted to Band of Horses. but uh, And I'm going to see him New Year's Eve. So, anyway, that was incredible. Um, and who, uh, Radiohead was the headliner the first night. I was not overwhelmed in terms of being impressed, but it, it was okay. I, I'm not hardcore enough of a fan, I realize, Radiohead. I enjoyed No Surprises a lot, but um, it wasn't. I wouldn't go running out seeing him again. I know that's blasphemous for a lot of people. Um, to say that, but anyway, and then the sec the other day that I went, um, Heim, I've talked about Heim a lot. We all have. Uh, they they were just badass and they kicked ass and they played before Mumford on a, one of the secondary stages, 
and they just killed it. And then, and again, Mum. The funny thing was the headliners didn't blow me away, but I was really impressed by a lot of the earlier acts, um, like Strumbella's, Cold War Kids, uh, Banks and Steels. Anyway, so lots of good acts. It's a great event, Austin. You know, one of my favorite cities. So that's it. <laughs> cool. And I've been listening to the the Dear Jerry album, which came out before we went to the Dear Jerry show. A lot of great covers oh, on yeah. that album, Grateful Dead material, which was recorded at Merriweather last summer or fall, whenever mm-hmm. that show was. And uh, the lineup was, was crazy. Bob and Phil both on the lineup, but also uh, just... Alan Toussaint was there, and uh, I mean, yeah. just a tremendous. Jimmy Cliff was on the lineup. Los Lobos, Los Lobos, OAR. It was a trampled re- by turtles. That yeah, was a great yeah, lineup. and it's just really well done. I mean, the covers. I, I keep the You know, I keep describing the Todd as saying there are very few duds on the album. I feel like when you get an album like that, you expect it's a tribute album, right? So you expect like a few duds. Yeah, the some that are skippable. Yeah, 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 and there are very few in that. No, it's uh, impressive so. what I've listened to yeah. so far, and uh, so that's that's what I've been listening to lately, and I want to play us out, Todd. I've uncovered the Tangle in Blue version by the Avett Brothers oh, and Warren Haynes really? from that we recently oh, saw. Oh, well done. There it is. Well done. We'll talk to you next time.